Welcome back. This is the simple... I can't even get the words out today. Clearly, I did not have enough coffee. This is the Systems Made Simple podcast, and you're listening to episode 128. And this is the fourth and final installment of this four-part episode series that we've been doing on hiring that I've designed for you, an online entrepreneur specifically, to help take the overwhelm and confusion out of the hiring process and give you that confidence that you need to hire right the first time. Now, in the previous episodes, we've talked about how to know when you're ready to hire, the true cost of hiring, what not to do when hiring, and the key components that you need to have in place before you even put together a job description or open up applications. So I want to make sure that if you haven't listened to those episodes that you pause this one and you go back and listen to those first. Because today we're covering steps three and four in the hiring and interview process. And I want to make sure that you have that foundation in place because that will make today's episode make a whole lot more sense. Because today I'm going to walk you through exactly what you need to do and say in an interview so that you can interview with confidence and have clarity on whether or not the candidate you're interviewing is a right fit. That's all coming up next. So stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for one thing, helping overworked entrepreneurs like you learn how to run your business like a true visionary leader. Because when you get the right systems, support, and structure in place, you can spend more time in your zone of genius. So if you're tired of listening to today's business influencers teach the same old worn out marketing strategies that aren't making you any money, it's time to take a look under the hood of your business and fix the engine itself. Because the truth is, you don't have to work as hard as you are right now to scale beyond six figures and create the greater influence, income, and impact that you deserve. The secret to scaling starts on the back end of your business. This is the Systems Made Simple Podcast. So if I were to tell you the number of times that in the early days of my business, I hired out of desperation, you would laugh. It is truly embarrassing. And that's often the position that we find ourselves in as online entrepreneurs, right? We get into business, we reach a point where we know we can't continue doing everything ourselves. And we're so desperate to get help in the door that we tend to hire very quickly. We hire whoever we can get for a good rate to start working for us. We have no plan. We have no onboarding process. We have no training set up for them. We just begin throwing tasks their way and hope that they catch on and that they can keep up as quickly as we move. Problem with that is every single time in my business that I took that approach, it never worked out. And there's no surprise there. And chances are maybe you've been there. Maybe you've experienced that where you've had that moment of desperation where you're like, I've got to get some help. Let me just get someone in here to manage my social media. Or let me just get a VA in here to help me with all of these little day-to-day tasks or someone to answer emails or someone to manage my calendar. And so what happens is we often just try to fit whoever we can fit, whoever's available, whoever's at a good price, into that role And we forget, or maybe we don't even know, to think about the other components that will really make or break your relationship with any team member down the road. And so a lot of those key components we've already covered in the previous episodes, which is why in the beginning of this episode, I told you, go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. 
because today we're going to be covering the step-by-step interview process that has helped us land our dream team members. And I've revealed a bit of that process to you already so that by the time you get here, by the time you are ready to sit down with someone on an interview, you already have a very good sense of whether that person is a potential fit for your company. That way, you're not wasting your time. You're not just interviewing anyone and everyone, but you have a very select pool of people that you're interviewing, and now we're just looking for the best fit. I'm also going to walk you through today what a test project is and why you should have every single candidate complete one before you sit down on an interview with them. I'll also give you the exact steps to set up an effective virtual interview, what questions you should ask in an interview, and what to do next if you're ready to make someone an offer, as well as what to do if you don't want to make someone an offer. Plus, I'll give you a few tips on how frequently you should be hiring within your business and what specific things you need to consider before making any hiring decision. So let's roll the tape on that training right now. So from here, we're going to move into step three. Once you've reviewed the applicants, we move into the test project phase. This is the most critical piece of this whole process. Most people don't even have this step when they go to hire. This is not something that's even on their radar. This is going to be the thing that really helps you determine who's worth bringing in for an interview. So you're going to send your three-star applicants a test project. Now, the test project is a project that you've identified that will help you get to know these applicants better and to see how they solve problems. This is what we're looking for. Are they an initiative taker? Are they going to be the type who passes responsibility back to you whenever problems arise? Hint, you want an initiative taker. (laughs) You absolutely want someone who takes initiative. And these test project answers are going to be very revealing. But you have to know how to craft the test project because each project is going to be unique to the position. So I will give you some guidelines for crafting your test project based on the role you're hiring for and include some examples in your portal. There's three things that you're looking for in a test project, but there's three things that you're looking for in a test project is number one, how they solve problems. Number two, how well they manage their time. And number three, how well they take initiative. So ideally you wanna structure your project to reveal all three of these things. So the best way that I've found to do this is by giving them a hypothetical scenario a real world scenario, it's hypothetical, of course, but it could be a problem that could potentially come across their desk if they were in this role and they have to come up with a solution for it. So each project is unique. So for example, the test project that we created for our customer success champion was different than the project we created for an online business assistant. So once you create the project, you or the person in charge of the hiring process is going to send it out to your three-star applicants. Give them a very specific deadline by which they need to submit their response. And then you're just simply going to wait for their responses. So one of three things is going to happen here. They will either submit their response early, which could indicate good time management skills and show desire and initiative. They either submit it at the last minute, 
which could indicate a lack of desire, or it could also indicate they might not have the greatest time management skills, or they don't submit it at all. And I've had all three of these scenarios happen. If they don't submit the test project within the deadline that you've given them, rule them out. Even if you liked them on paper, rule them out. What you're doing here, again, is looking for how well do they take initiative? How well do they manage their time? Can they get something back to you within a deadline that has been specified? All of these are important things to show their work tendencies and how responsive they'll be if they were a member of your team. So once you have your responses, you're going to want to review their answers. And just note, again, which one stands out to you the most, because these will be the candidates that move forward to the interview. So from here is where you'll move into step four, the actual interview. So for the candidates that you want to interview, you're going to email them to set up that interview. And you're just going to let them know, hey, calendar link, we'd love to invite you on to the next step in the process here. Congratulations, you've made it to the next step in the process, right? There's a number of ways you can say that. And you simply set up a time to interview them. Now, for those who didn't meet the criteria, maybe they submitted later, they didn't submit at all, you're still going to email them and you're going to let them know that you're moving on with other applicants. So, again, you can use the same swipe copy here that you've used with your one-star applicants, the same email, you're just letting them know you're moving forward with other applicants. From here, you'll host the interviews and your only goal is an interview is to see how that person's values align with yours. Here's my interview secret. This has never failed me. Once I figured this process out and actually started interviewing the right way, this has never failed me. I keep it extremely casual. A lot of times I'll show up without makeup. There have been times when my son has walked into the room, he's climbed up on my lap, he's sitting there like talking to the person, waving at them, asking me a bajillion questions. There's other times where I've been in my office and he's been in the background with my husband melting down. I'll never forget there was one time I was doing an interview and he just did not want to take a nap that day. And so there was wailing happening in the background. And I allow all of it on purpose because one of my values is family first. And if my only goal in an interview is to see how that person's values align with mine, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see how they respond to distractions. I'm looking to see how they respond to the fact that I work here and my family is very much a part of my work environment. I'm also looking for me personally, because one of my values is communication, clear communication. I'm looking to see how well that person communicates. I'm looking again for how they handle distractions, like my son walking into the room. I'm actively listening for what they're saying, how they're saying it, and noticing how attuned they are to the little details, because I'm a detail person and that's something that I value. They have no idea that I'm setting all of this up on purpose this way. For me, the people who think that that's unprofessional aren't a right fit. And I don't care because they're not a right fit. For the people, who are right fit, whose values do align with mine, it's actually endearing for them. They love it. And the people that I've interviewed that I've since brought on my team have always been the ones that are like, that was awesome. Like you were just so, I felt it was felt so real and your son is so cute. And like, I love that you're living your mission. And, and those are the kinds of things that you hear from them, you know, and at least in my scenario. 
And so me living my mission really resonates with them. That's something that they value. So not only is the person on the other end getting a sense for my family and I'm getting a sense for what they value, they're also seeing that I'm real and I'm down to earth. And if they don't like it, it's going to naturally feel misaligned. They're going to naturally self-select and they will back out. I've never had that happen. Most people, because they've gotten to this point in the process, I already know their values are pretty aligned with mine by the time we've gotten here. Most people, it's like, this is just makes it that much better. This is great. I would love to work with you and support you. And so this is not like a formal interview, like you're getting them on a witness stand and all of a sudden you're going to start interrogating them. We're going to ask you this question. And now we're going to ask you this question. And like, what about this? And you're grilling them about all of these things. Not that kind of an interview at all. And if you choose to do it that way, that's, that's you. That's fine. You do you. But for me, I keep it very, very casual. I'm just sharing with you my process for this. The key thing here that I want you to remember through all of that is that your only goal in the interview is to elicit their values. So again, in the interview, you're going to want to ask specific questions that elicit their values. And usually what I do in the interview is I have the job description with me and I just go through it point by point and I have their application with me and I just ask them some of the same questions on the application in order to hear a verbal answer from them. And again, a little bit of time has gone by between the fact that they applied and then now that you're sitting on an interview, usually a week or somewhere around there because the test project has happened in between there. So by then asking them the same questions doesn't feel like you're just asking them the same questions. It's you asking them the question and getting more context for their answer. So the best advice that I can give you while on an interview is to trust your gut. Maybe that's not the politically correct choice, but it has never steered me wrong. You will get an immediate sense of someone when you have a conversation with them. You know what I'm talking about. When you sit and talk with someone, I don't care if it's a podcast guest, if it's a potential new client, you're sitting on a sales call, if you're in an interview, if you're meeting a, a new friend for the first time, you just vibe with them. You just get a sense of connection. You'll know if you click or not. Here's a word of caution. Even if you really, 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 really love the person on the interview, no matter what, don't make an offer on the interview. And there's a reason for this, and I'll explain it in just a moment. Again, all the only purpose of this call is to determine who's the best fit by seeing whose values are most aligned with yours. Even if you only have one candidate who's made it that far, which this has happened to me. Sometimes I've only had one candidate who's made it through all of that. You still won't make an offer to them. And you're not going to mention salary either. This is... Again, you do you, but this is me strongly recommending that you wait to make the formal offer. And there's a lot of reasons for this. There's some psychological reasons, some ethical reasons, but the bottom line is you're the visionary leader. And so you're in control of this process and you are allowed to take some time to process things following the interview, take a night or two to sleep on it so that you can make the best decision for you. So at the end of the interview, at this juncture, you're simply just going to let the person know, okay, hey, here's what's going to happen next. Thank you so much for making the time today to meet with me. Where we're going to go from here is that we're still in the process of reviewing other applicants, and you can expect to hear from us within the next 72 hours. And if we decide to move forward at that point, we will send you a formal offer via email, which you'll have a chance to review and decide if you'd like to move forward from, with us as well.
And you're simply just outlining the next steps in the process. People like to be informed. They like to know what's going on. There's never the worst feeling than being left hanging at the end of an interview, right? And they're like, I don't really know what's supposed to happen next. You're simply just going to let them know. Here's what's going to happen next. You'll hear from us one way or another within 72 hours. And then you take 72 hours to process after all the interviews have been completed. Give yourself that space. And once you've given yourself that space and you've decided who you would like to hire, from there, the interview process is very simple. The rest of this hiring process, either you're going to choose to make the person a formal offer, which again, we'll have resources for you in the portal on how to do that. And you'll let all of the other applicants know that the position has been filled. Or if someone didn't rise to the top, or if you just didn't really get a good feeling based on the interviews, then option one, you can circle back to your two-star candidates who are in queue. And at this point, repeat steps three and four, test project to interview. Or you can simply start this whole process back at step one and bring in a fresh round of applicants. So you have options there. Because think about it. When you follow this process, what's the worst that can happen? You sit down with a few people for the interviews. You don't find anyone you like, and you save yourself hours and hours of wasted time and resources training the wrong person. If all else fails, maybe you wind up with no one at the end of the process, no one who seems to be a right fit or the best fit based on what you're looking for. So then all you need to do at that point is go back to the application, maybe tweak a few things and put it out there again. This is what I usually do. Now, again, you have the option to go back to your two-star candidates here and certainly see if one of them makes the cut. Personally, I like to just go back to the application and start fresh. Because again, I'm looking for the best fit here. Be slow to hire. Make this your mantra. It is okay to go slow in this process. Think about any time if you've ever worked in corporate or if you've ever worked in just such more traditional job and you went through a hiring process there was a span of weeks there usually that all of this takes place. Sometimes you didn't hear from the place for a while. I remember when I was right out of college and I was like desperate for a job and I would set up all these interviews and just like never hear back or it would take weeks to hear back. So this whole process is designed to really be a couple of weeks total, two to three weeks, maybe at the most. So it's not like you're leaving people hanging for four months or something like that. But there have certainly been those scenarios where, you know, interviews and all that takes longer than three weeks. And so, again, just remind yourself it's okay to go slow with this process. And at this point, if you do decide to make a formal offer to someone and hire them, congrats, well done, because that is the point of this whole process. You can check that off of your list. And then from there, we move into onboarding them. But always remember slow to hire quick to fire. That's the old adage. And the reason is, is because the right person is out there. There's no mistake about it. It just may take some time to find them and you owe it to yourself and your company to take that time. Just to be clear too, to reiterate by the time, by the end of this whole interview process, you should have notified all the applicants just as a courtesy that you're moving on to other applicants or that the position has been filled just to make sure that no one has been left hanging. You never want to leave anyone hanging. And I will say a final note here about hiring frequency. I recommend hiring quarterly or less frequently. 
because the onboarding process, which I'm going to teach you next, is 90 days. And so this gives you ample time to focus on training someone until you have other people on your team who are responsible for training them, because that training period will take a bulk of your time. It will take a bit of your time to train them. So I recommend not going any quicker than hiring every 90 days. That's already pretty quick as it is, because again, it's okay to take this process slow and you don't want to suddenly hire people to get support, to get your time back, only to spend a lot of your time training them kind of defeats the purpose, right? So that's another reason why going slow here is really important. Okay, so in these episodes, we have covered a lot. And part of that was on purpose, not with the intention to overwhelm you, because you know that my mission is to take the overwhelm out of the process, to help you simplify, to help you streamline, and to help you get the processes in place in your business that you need in order to operate effectively. But right now, at the end of this four-part in-depth series, you might be feeling still a little bit overwhelmed. Because maybe it feels like a lot. Maybe I have opened up some things that you've never considered before. And now you recognize that you need to sit down and think about these things. Gosh, what are my values? What is the role we're hiring for? What are those metrics that this person is going to be responsible for? Who specifically are we looking for for this role? If you're feeling that way, it's totally normal. And the reason is because you just haven't followed this process before. So just like anything new, there's a bit of a learning curve. So what I encourage you to do is to keep these episodes handy, download them, make sure you have them saved on your phone so that you can come back to them time and time again whenever you're ready to make your first or your next hire and that you can follow these steps as outlined. Now, I wanted to put together a little something here for you for making it through these four episodes because that was a lot. I know that's a lot. We dug deep. I shared a lot of information with you. And so I put together a really simple checklist for you to follow, a hiring and interview checklist so that when you go to the effortlesslife.co slash interview checklist, you'll get a copy of that in your inbox. You can print it out. Or if you want to save some trees, don't print it out, but you can refer to it and use it every time you go to hire. Now, here's the thing. The natural next question from this point is, okay, I've hired someone. Now what? And so the next step from here is onboarding them. And that's a whole nother process in and of itself. So inside of our Visionary Leader Incubator program, we teach you how to onboard your new hires step-by-step, including what that 90-day onboarding process should look like, and more importantly, what to do if you find out during that process that someone isn't a fit, that they're not the person that you thought they were, and that you have to let them go. This is something that very few online experts are talking about. In fact, No one. I have never seen anyone talking about how to let someone go and how to do it well and how to do it legally and how to do it above the board. And because our high-level coaching program is like getting handed an instruction manual for running your business, we teach this to our students along with the four other key systems that every online entrepreneur needs to scale to seven figures. So if you'd like help within your business, 
to get these systems in place so that you can run your business effectively, you can check out our website at theeffortlesslife.co and get on the waitlist for that program so that you can be notified whenever we open the doors again. All right, so coming up next week on the show, we have got a special guest joining us who is going to help you streamline your marketing efforts and develop a very strategic plan that creates consistent recurring revenue. Oh, you can say that again. Consistent recurring revenue within your business. Because it is one thing to be marketing your business. You know that you need to be visible in order to grow. That's no secret. But it is another thing to know how to market your business strategically so that you get in front of the right people and grab the attention of your ideal customers. So if you're sick and tired of shouting your message to the void on social media, just hoping that people will finally one day start engaging with you, you're definitely going to want to join us for next week's episode. I will see you back here next time. And until then, go live your effortless life.